and I got to experience it myself. And then I was like, oh my god, the the difference. There is, is a difference, right? Really worth it. Today we're going to talk about things that you should spend more money on. You know, we talk about saving money, planning for future, but we're going to flip the topic. So we're going to share a bit more on things that we wish we can spend more money on, and hopefully some points resonate with you. Of course, Sumin, let's do a quick introduction for you also. Hey, how, how's it going, guys? Uh, Sumin here. So you might have seen me before on this channel or maybe on Your Money Game, but uh, nice to see you guys again. Usually, we chat about money topics, which includes what you should spend on and what you should cut back on. But let's really drill yeah. deeper on what we should spend on. And just to share a bit with audiences listening today, I was actually at Sydney's Personal Finance Festival. Don't know if any of you guys were there also. So in that seminar... Some of the questions being asked were how we should split couple finances, joint account, personal account, separate monies and stuff. I also want to get Sumin's point of view. Newlywed, what are your thoughts on uh, sharing monies and budgets? Yeah, so we've been married for about close to seven, eight months already. But I think what we discussed even before marriage, I think was how do we approach finances? Hmm. And I think one of the key things that was quite uh, important for us is independence. So we actually decided to be like almost 50-50. Like we do not have a joint account. Mm. Uh, the way we decided to approach things is really like if the need arises, we contribute co- collectively. And I think that's the way we kind of uh, broadly uh, approach things. But then every now and then, because of the 50-50 nature, we don't we don't track a lot. So all we do is like, oh, okay, you pay for this one one day, I'll pay for another one the next day. And that's could, how I, we, could I check also? Is pay yeah. roughly the same or there is... Quite a bit of disparity. For us, we're both earning roughly similar amounts. So that's why I think we're, we're quite comfortable. You know, because when when couples are close in terms of pay-wise, 50-50 makes a lot of sense. There mm. usually is a lot of friction when one is earning way more than the other. Whoever it is, husband or wife, is fine. But usually when there is a big disparity or after 5-10 years, there's a big promotion, and then the pay becomes different. That's where that's friction right. starts to happen because hey, previously 50-50, what, we are drawing roughly the same. But now... I can't cope with 50-50. I, I do need to chip in a bit more. So these are situations, very interestingly, that causes friction. What you start off with yeah. maybe not what can last for 20 years. We need to evolve it. So that's that's an interesting thing I, I brought up also. No, that's a great point. And, and maybe just to reiterate the point, I think it's about understanding each other's values. I, I think, what again, between me and my wife, uh, what, what's important to us is we value the independence uh, and we are very comfortable with that kind of arrangement. So if a couple is thinking about like, how do you approach this? The 50-50 is, is, is the output, but what is the value that is driving it? That's the question. Yeah. Fully agree. Fully. But why, why not set up a joint account? Curious also. Because it's something that I, I advocate. <laughs> so it's, it's, it will be a matter of time. Could, could I guess? Like, um, one fine day? I, maybe. I mean, what is a joint account? A joint account is an agreed, uh, this, is, this is the account that manages both exp- uh, both. Uh, party's money for the family, for the house, and for any any joint expense. Uh, that's the understanding of what a joint account is. We have an account that is it actually is my bank account or an extra bank account that's sitting there. In the event that we need it, we, we put money in there and, and use it sometimes. Uh. It's not like a, oh, there's a pre-agreement that we both fund it, mm. like say $500 every month or, or whatever. There's there's no arrangement like that. Uh, would you consider one? Because I do think there are merits. For example, if one half, I know you like investments and stuff. If the other half is not interested in investments, very often we'll see that one is underinvested, and a joint account mm. can help in that sense because you funnel money towards there. And if there's surplus, 
the person that's keen on finance go and get it invested for the couple, for the family. Do you yeah. see merits in such an argument? Actually, that's a great point. Uh, I, I think if your context of, of being a couple is like that, where mm-hmm. one party isn't as into it, and then obviously you're managing a joint finances moving forward to the future. I, I suppose in my case, because my, my wife is also investing, mm. uh, I not as active as me, but at least she, she does uh, have her own approach. So I think that's why maybe we're quite okay. But mm. yeah, but that's a, a, a great reason to, to create a joint account. Mm. So as always, uh, when you're listening in, if you have your own experiences or your own suggestions, do leave in comment sections and we'll dive on to today's key topic, which is things that is worth spending more monies on. So, I mean, what yeah. would be your first point if someone were to ask you this question? Let's start light and, uh, and a simple one for me. Uh, I think when I was first uh, moved into a rental over here, when I moved to Singapore, right? So, I wanted to save money. I do, so, I bought like simple broom, mob, you know, like typical uh, to clean your house. And it took me a long time uh, to be persuaded to upgrade to something. And what I bought was this thing. It's a two-in-one. It's a vacuum and a mop. It's a very anti thing, uh, but oh my god, do you know how much time it saves me? So it costs more money, it costs about four five hundred dollars, I think, for that one unit, but it, it it shaves off nearly half the amount of time. And I, I think investing in a device that, that helps you do that, you might be very uh how you say hesitant at first because it's so much more than a blue man and bob, but it makes a huge difference. Well, what about a robo cleaner? They're getting very popular these days, uh a lot of the brands offer robo cleaner. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, uh, we have one as well, but that's just uh, for general maintenance. Okay, maybe for me, I don't trust the robo cleaner yet <laughs> at, at this stage. Like, how clean can it get it? So, but uh, since I already have the the two in one vacuum mop thing, I don't need the the vacuum the the robo. Uh, for myself, I actually bought a cheap robo cleaner, and what happened mm. is that robo cleaner, you know, they they have sensors, and we rely on the smartness of that sensors part. So long story short, that lousy brand that I bought didn't do a very good job. Cannot return mm. back to the base. Gets lost, gets trapped very easily. So on hindsight, I yeah. have, or I've heard friends who mention good things about Xiaomi's Robo Cleaner, the higher end four five hundred mm. ones, but they do the job. So you buy a half price one, but it doesn't do a job. You spend more effort. And what I hear from me, maybe yeah. the device is yeah. effective in saving time. So getting something good to clean the house, maybe for my first point, it could probably be in holidays. It's not being extravagant, not going to fancy places too much, but spending time and going to places, creating memories. That's one thing that really would be the first uh, in my mind. If I could you know, be telling myself when I was younger, hey, spend, spend a bit more time and money. Don't stinge too much. Some experiences you won't have that luxury of traveling back in time to do again. And quoting from a, a professor who once mentioned something that was very interesting to me is that when we invest money and time on experiences, we become more thankful to how our lives are transiting. We become more grateful to our family members who went with us on holiday. So I think that money is well spent. You don't need to sleep in the best hotels, but you can definitely spend a bit more to fly somewhere different, create that memory. I 100% agree. And I think uh, to share a personal regret. So again, it's it's something that we tend to take for granted because in the moment, sometimes you are, let's say you're traveling on a budget and then you're thinking to yourself, oh, maybe I, I should hold, hold my purse a little tighter because mm-hmm. as you're maybe an early part of the holiday, you don't want to overspend on something. So when the opportunity came up for me to do, I was in Turkey at the time, to try and do a, a, a kind of an aerial glide 
experience thing. I decided not to like, because there's mm. a few hundred dollars and I was like, maybe I should save first. Like. But I, you know what? I, I came back and I asked myself, like, hey, when's the next time I'm going to go to Turkey? Like? And I really slapped myself thinking, like, oh, yeah, why did I choose to save on that? You know? I also went to Turkey. I, I skipped the hot air balloon experience because it's quite mm, expensive. Mm. Yeah, and I totally uh, understand that portion of regret. If you stinge yeah. on that, then you might not ever have that opportunity to go back to that place to do that event. Maybe that money will be well spent to create that memory. You can you can save and eat uh, simpler food, but when it comes to the time of uh, spending the money to get that experience, maybe it's really worth it. So Sumit, what would be your second point as to what you would think would be worth spending more money on? So this one it goes back to devices and a little bit more personal. I, I feel that one of the things that has helped me uh, the most uh, is basically learning how to cook and spending on a good kitchen appliance. Mm. And I think this is where like my my own personal oven, I actually liked it from KL because I was using it. I bought it in KL and I, it was so good. And I brought it all the way to Singapore. And I've been using it for more than 10 years. And it's a solid oven. And I think learning how to cook and preparing your own meals over time has saved me, not, saved me not, maybe not a whole lot of money, but has it really like given me the chance to improve my health uh, eat the right quality ingredients and of, of course make your loved ones happy as well I mean I, I, I'm i the chef in the house I'm also, <laughs> I do a lot of meal preparation for, for myself and my wife uh. so it's a it really pays off in a lot of good ways so spending a little bit on the skill but maybe a good appliance really does really does help do you do the washing or not or you just do the cooking <laughs> oh, no no that's <laughs> so we, we divide equally but I think cooking more effort lah, but that's my opinion lah. nowadays there are high-end cooking appliances I've because I have young kids I've also heard of auto cooker or some you, you, yeah. it's a few thousand dollars and they can auto prep those I are the super the high end. I know what you're talking about it's right, like you right. push a button and it, it does the job yeah ah. maybe if, if that's like the kind of thing that helps you right maybe it's worth it for, for busy parents, I think that money spent uh, could be worth it. Then you can save on yeah. you know, eating outside food. And over time, you 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 net-net be able to pay off that expensive equipment. And I exactly. guess these equipments, they will become cheaper and cheaper with uh, competition coming in. So maybe yeah, one day absolutely. we'll all adopt a, right, a meal prep machine. My second point will be, how about a good mattress? I think this is something that I'm very grateful for. I, I bought mine like 12 years ago, something like that. It cost $4,000. So I... I'm sure that this same model will be $8,000 with inflation right now. Choosing mattress for my kids, I also buy good ones. They last, that's the first thing. And you sleep well. Good sleep is the foundation of everything, including health. So spending on mattress, don't don't stinge and get the lower end ones. Mine is in Serta, so I I have everything good to say about that brand. And uh, I've also seen on the main channel, because I did a, a, a video on buy now, pay later. Someone mentioned that he bought his bed, which is $10,000. Maybe that's a good one or so. We had ten thousand dollars bid, and he did a buy now pay later. He he could afford it, but he wanted to split up that to clock points and stuff. So I think right now good bids cost around that amount eight thousand, ten thousand. But if they can last for yeah. ten years, I would suggest yeah. uh for for anyone listening in to spend that on. What are your thoughts on a yeah. good mattress? I I think that's another one where I'll be honest. I was not a believer. I think for me. Uh, coming from humble background, like the idea of spending mm. that much money on a mattress is very foreign. Like my my parents would never do that. So when I first heard about these expensive mattresses, very hesitant, and my sleep I guess was okay lah. So the question in my head is always like, how much better can it get? Is it worth that much money? 
And I, again, was very fortunate. I actually inherited a, 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 a really expensive mattress from a friend that was moving overseas. And I got to experience it myself. And then I was like, oh my God, the, the difference there is, is a difference, really right? worth it. There is a difference. And I, I don't know how, how big a difference are. Do I need 10,000 or do I spend 4,000? I'm not sure. I'm not an expert. But the, the quality can really make a difference. I think we're not advocating for everyone to buy a $10,000 mattress. But also right. don't buy the cheap few hundred dollar ones. Those won't last. And after a year, if it starts to sink in, then your sleep is getting awful. A good mattress mm-hmm. can last 10 years. And mine is still 12 years and it's still fantastic. So if you amortize yeah. that cost, and a lot of people always, always say, you spend seven hours, eight hours on bed, you might as well spend a lot of money and get a good quality on the, you can divide out like, per hour rate kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, you can do the math that way, then you justify <laughs> it in your head. It makes, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What will be a next uh, point of uh, spending more money on worthwhile? This one is another one of those cases where it's like, you will ask yourself, how much better can it get? Because mm. the alternative is cheaper. So I think at one point when COVID happened, <clears throat> I stopped going to the gym. So at that point in time, I, I, I was rationalizing. I hit okay, like, I don't need the equipment. It was difficult to make bookings and go to the actual outlet and all that kind of thing. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to DIY because like, I roughly know how to work out. And what I realized is that after a prolonged time, I was generally okay. I felt relatively fit enough, but I wasn't seeing the results. And again, for me, the concept of paying for a workout program is very foreign. So this is where I decided, okay, let's give it a go. Uh, of course, read reviews, look for the right things. I, I don't know if you can see the rings over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Above me. So these are, these are Olympic rings. It's not the rings itself that's special. It's just a simple tool. But the program that I decided to invest in, it, it actually made a difference because uh, one, it, it structures everything. Previously, I was just uh, DIY, la, like whatever, like, you know, no, no discipline, no real structure. So if you're like me, maybe very bad at managing that, having the program, you pay a bit, of pre, uh, a bit of money, it gives you the structure, it tells you what to do. So you actually don't need to think so hard. You just need to follow the path. Oh, so it's not, a, Correct. not someone that comes to do a personal training one-to-one, telling you you should do 20 no. reps of this, 30 reps of that. It's basically a company online. Uh, I, I just do name drop, like they're called Kelly Move. So they specifically, they do calisthenics work. So for me, I was like, I never bought an online program before. So like the question is, like, hey, how good can it be? Should I pay money for this kind of thing? And I said, okay, let's just bite the bullet. Let's try it out. A couple hundred dollars. But you know what? It is serving me well. Again, it gives me structure. It gives me consistent. Uh, I'm providing the consistency, but I'm seeing the much better results than doing a DIY. So the bars over there, so you actually do gymnastic kind of moves. Uh. Yeah. What? I mean, it's on the way, like, on the way. So. <laughs> Maybe we should have uh, gotten you to demo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, then the whole discussion yeah. will be about gymnastics. Really. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's money that I never had spent before mm. on this category. Like buying online courses. With, mm, I mean, like fitness course online, like, is it really, does it make sense? Like, again, very foreign for me at that point. But if it felt like, okay, finally, I decided to do it and turns out it's worth it. Speaking of online things, maybe my third point on what you can spend, worthwhile to spend more money is on, is actually on furniture. Because some people, they buy from Taobao. They get furniture online, transported in. Uh, I've seen that. Good reviews, bad reviews. Uh, but maybe furniture is also something worthwhile to spend more money on. If you have 
some comfort in finding things online, go ahead and do so. Uh, but for myself, I actually sourced it from JB. So actually, that was uh, a good experience. The prices there are half the price, as you can guess. You do need to pay for mm. transport. You do need to pay, pay for taxes. But you can see and touch the quality first versus buying online whereby you are just buying on faith. So going to JB, mm. I actually have a, a name to drop also. Soon Lee and Furniture. I went there to buy. So I'm happy enough to suggest it for you. I bought my coffee table over there, my dining table over there. It's all good quality wood. And after six years, it's still holding up very well. So that's something I think is worthwhile to spend in terms of your house mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on yeah. furniture? Or how do you choose your furniture? So maybe I got a question. Like, do, do you think that when you spend a little bit more on good quality furniture, besides durability, mm. do you feel that it, it give, this, like, this thing that you bought, it has given you anything else? I, I'm not too much in the looks. <laughs> all right, I think looks, mm. it really depends on personal. But I think the quality really matters. How long it would last. Of course, coffee table and stuff, lower quality ones, we can expect them to start having you know, damages, color de- deteriorating and stuff. And for things that are hanging on the wall, my first home, I actually had installations of cupboards from Ikea. Uh, not to mm. say all Ikea things are not good, but I underplanned the screws or something like that. And in the end, it wasn't, mm. it wasn't uh, as good. And after a while, you can see the wood starting to sink. Mm. Uh, for anyone yeah. who have who has furniture for years, you kind of understand no woods t- tends to sink in if they're not good yeah. quality. So s- having that's something true. that's good quality can last. I think uh, since you, you, you're not Ikea, I'll, I'll, I'll add one Ikea point. <laughs> but more, more so from uh, in, investing in furniture for my parents that I normally would not have bought. And it's mm. one of those like reclining chairs that Ikea mm. had. So I think it, it's one of those things where, again, like coming from humble background, it's like, hey, you, why you need such a special chair? You know, and chair is a chair, lah, right? Oh, but it's, I mean, it's, a, it's not super expensive, but it's money that I get previously had not paid for something like this. So again, lah, I, uh, is this going to be a better experience than a regular chair that we already have at home? And investing in it, you know, I can see my parents happy. They, they enjoy the chair. They spend a lot of time. Okay, good. You know? and so the, the value is a, is, a, is a different kind of value. La. Lifestyle inflation. Eh? Next time you give them an yeah. awesome chair. Uh, then they'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll argue that is even better. <laughs> hey, but maybe anyone listening in, uh, do you have a good quality massage chair at home or not? I do see it quite often when I visit families and homes. Uh, some swear by it. Uh, after a long day's work, coming back to that massage chair, which cost three five thousand dollars, is worth it. Uh, so that one I don't know. But for myself, yeah, I, I don't have it at home, so I'm not a fan of getting the expensive chairs. But would like to hear different views also on that point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Same here. I I'm, I was always skeptical about those <laughs> uh those chairs. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I, I've got another one to share. I think right now we always talk about like, oh, like uh, where do you go for 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 date nights? Mm. As, I mean, as a as a as a relatively young American guy, right? Because you go out for meals, that's become normal already. Mm. But I think spending more on interesting experiences is uh something that I'm very happy that we're doing. Uh, so a uh, a couple of long weekends ago, we went to Pulau Ubin mm. to to do camping. Again, it's not expensive actually, it's quite cheap, but the 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 investment is something the tent, the the, the cooking material, it all is these rented. small, small things. Th- there's a place to rent. Yeah, I said the you need to apply for a permit. Uh, but so it's free. The, the permit is free, but the camp, the, the gear, the tent, the cooking stove, this this kind of stuff is the is the cost. Uh so spending on experiences like that 
And then recently, we've been going on a lot of uh, My Community tours. So shout out to this group called My Community. They're NGO. They, I think they are doing a really good job uh, preserving stories around Singapore. And it's, some of the experiences are paid, some are free. But they're very good, uh, I say, in terms of a way to spend time with your loved ones, learn interesting things around you. And I feel that it's not to say that you don't eat out nice, but mm. spending money in this way is a better way, I think, to, to get more interesting experiences. Understand. Uh, if I were to think of a new point, how about spending monies on cars or cab rides? Maybe cars sometimes with <laughs> discuss don't spend monies on cars unnecessarily. Those are usually if you are trying to look fancy and stuff. But for certain segments, uh, for myself in particular, time is very important. So having cars or doing cab rides, not unnecessarily. Uh, those are methods to effectively get back time. So that's something that I think is also worth spending or increasing. I'm seeing myself spend. Previously, I used to uh, skip orders, park somewhere very far, which is cheap and walk 15 minutes. But increasingly, I'm parking at a place just to save that 15 minutes because I'm at a different stage in life already moving forward. So I've also seen people take cab rides because they are late for work. That's not the right approach. Mm. It's only if you are you know, using that time effectively and that money spent is buying you back time. They can spend your family or you can spend you know, producing more work. Then in that sense, that is uh, money well spent or increasing, I would suggest, for anyone building the careers to spend more in that sense. Actually, it's so true. I mean, I'm the kind of person that generally will not spend on grab. Hmm. Like in, in, uh, in principle, because I feel that I manage my time well enough, so hmm. I am okay with it. But you're right, where it's obviously when it's needed, when I needed to, to get to a place, uh, it saves me time taking a grab rather than public transport, then I will make different type of decisions. Uh. Mm. But I do know a lot of my younger colleagues that will just take grab because it's convenient. And mm. I mean, that is their choice, their money, their choice. I think it's um, how they spend but, the time safe. If they are using the time to correct. play games, then you are effectively spending money to play games. But I guess if you see yeah. big bosses and stuff, they go for back-to-back meetings and getting there on time, getting there ready, settled, makes all the difference. You, you can do a business deal and it, it pay, more than pays for that cab ride itself. Then I've also seen before suggestions on Seedly that you need to earn 8000 dollars before you start buying a car. Uh, it's a wild number <laughs> to throw out. Maybe I can justify why it's done that way. Because we have this 50, 30, 20 rule whereby you should keep your expenses at 50% because you want to save 20% at least, right? Which means also a car being so expensive, you know, $2,000 a month net-net with all the uh, petrol costs, road tax, etc., etc., maintenance included. You would work out backwards that you would need like 8000 plus to comfortably afford a basic model of car. So I think there's some food for thought for everyone listening in. Of course, uh, everybody has different needs for the car. Some need for ferrying older parents or young kids around. Uh, but also be very prudent in using this and use the time wisely. A last point maybe, so I mean, in terms of what? We should spend more monies on. So this is one where I everything I've shared before is stuff that I've personally experienced. This one I have not yet, but I'm thinking of trying. So I read I read a very interesting perspective about how to network more effective, uh, effectively, but also not just to network from a I you want to gain something, but to network to to see other people's perspectives, to learn mm-hmm. from other people, and to spend money taking people out for coffee. So imagine if you created a budget, let's say just every month, like a couple hundred dollars to take people out, go and have a coffee with somebody interesting. Uh, whether it's a, it's a colleague that, that you, you find interesting, uh, some, a friend of yours that's working on a project, or reaching out to, to somebody who could potentially be a mentor for you and 
buy them coffee. And the 30 hour, the 30 minutes to one hour, and then I don't know how much money you would spend on a coffee, not that much. I think it's an interesting way of uh, uh, to experiment. We're trying to learn new things, hmm. uh, network, hopefully. And then, yeah, maybe you, you come out uh, getting more value than just, uh, than, again, uh, a nice afternoon out. I should agree. If you set aside a budget, say $50, you need to meet two people in that month, then naturally you'll be at the top of your mind. If not most of us, we are comfortable at home or in office and we will never find that time and make that effort to meet someone. But if you have a budget, I want to expand my network, call someone out with no agenda because I have this $50 budget. I want to spend making friends. I think that's a very interesting perspective. At the top of your mind, you have that budget, you will spend it. Maybe this rounds up you know, our key discussion for today. It seems that there are a few key areas as to where you spend money on, you get a lot of good returns. It can be in self-improvement, like, you know, networking. You spend that $50 actively to meet someone different. Or you spend that money to upgrade yourself or to buy the right bed, something we have mentioned. That's all. So this is spending on self-care and self-improvement. Or you can spend money on experiences. We have mentioned about traveling. Spending that money to see and do an activity overseas would bring a lot of memories that are, you know, intangible. So this will be our mm. big rounding point. So as always, if you have other ideas and suggestions, leave them in the comment sections. And if you like discussions like this, check out our previous video, Worst Mistakes to Avoid in Your 20s. We also shared some very interesting point of views over there. So always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening in. And we'll see you in the next one.